Oh, but uh, I've been watching um, Avengers Assemble cartoon on Disney Plus. The old one. It's really fun. Uh, not Earth's Mightiest Heroes. It came oh. right after that. That's the only one I watched. Yeah, Earth's it... Mightiest Heroes. Yeah, I didn't watch this one when it first came out because I, it Earth's Mightiest Heroes was ended because Marvel wanted to do their own cartoon in house, so they had to end Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and I hated that because Earth's Mightiest Heroes is great. It's super yeah. awesome, and that's on Disney Plus great. too. But I'm watching this, and like the voice cast is like really good. Um, like Roger Craig Smith is Cap, Travis Willingham is Thor. Um, Laura Bailey's Black Widow, although she's hardly in it. Um, and like, it's all great. Sindel looks great. I love her all her hair whips. She's like a yeah, like she's... a brutal Dixie. Yeah, she has uh, and she has some cool combo stuff too. I'm really looking for. I'm really glad I bought the the premium edition and not just the game and the combat pass. Yeah, it's it's nice to get these characters. She has a butt smash, uh, brutal move. Yeah, she she has a flying peach, yeah. Yeah, flying peach. That's good. I could eat a peach for hours. <laughs> I you know, I've only, I I don't eat peaches a lot. I, I don't really oh, care yeah? for peaches. Yeah. Like I have to be like in the mood and I'm really in the mood because I want to die all the time. Well then, let's start the show, shall we? God damn it. Didn't know you were streaming. You always gotta Eat a peach in order to get your peach ate. Nah. Where, where did Mutual we come down eating. on that again? About peaches? About peaches? I don't. I don't remember. Pe- peaches a butt. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Char Shot Games Cast. Each and every week, friends gather around, talk about the games they're playing and things going on in their lives. Today, I have with me Justin. I got a new light, so I look all pretty. <laughs> Let me take a look at this because all I see is That's, pixelated this is Justin. Be great for audio listeners. Yeah. Yeah, you're still pixelated for me, buddy. Um, oh. Wow. <laughs> if I wasn't, I would look pretty. <laughs> and today we also have Ben. Behold me, for I am the savior of this world. That was my uh, Liam O'Brien impersonation, and it was very Who bad. Was it? Who was that? Yes, Who it was? was. My favorite voice actor of all time. What was that, though? What was that? Uh, uh, he is... It's a reference to a thing we're talking about later in the show. Okay. Because he's he's voicing a character that got revealed this past weekend. Oh, you're you're fighting. Okay, got it. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're vaguely throwing down. Yeah, throw you down. Okay, uh, so let's start this week with Justin and his stories. Uh, game wise, I haven't played much. Uh, quite a bit of Pokemon still. I'm I think. Five gyms in four or five. I can't remember. Have you caught them all? It's, I'm so behind. No, I'm so behind. It's been a few days since I've gotten to actually like sit down and play like the gym challenge part of it. So I can't remember where I left off. But that's still very good. Um, I, 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 it's different from other ones. Obviously, there's a lot of differences, but it really feels like they put a lot of the onus on like side quest stuff on you. And I say side quest loosely because Pokemon doesn't know what a side quest is. <laughs> But, like, that idea of, like, doing things between gyms, you know, it's not so much, like, you get to a town and, like, the the uh, enemy team is, like, stopping you from progressing, so you have to go do a thing, mm-hmm. and then the gym opens up. Like, there's less of that stuff, and it's more just, like, uh, between towns, you go to the wild area, and, like, it opens up kind of new parts of that. 
or like on your way to the gym, you'll run into like two or three towns that have other stuff you can do on the way to the town with the gym. But it feels like both more linear and more non-linear at the same time. Which is kind of weird because like you can fly anywhere pretty much. Like it's not just like one fly point per town. Um, there's actually like kind of more granular spots. And so it's a lot more like jump around. Like you might go to one town and be like, oh no, like it's good that you came here and like got registered for the challenge, but you got to go back to where you came from. <laughs> and so you just like, f- you know, fly across the map again. You do something there and then you like go back to the last town and then you can move forward. That kind of thing. Um, but I'm not noticing as much of like the, you know, the rocket hideout type stuff, if that makes sense. Um, there's some of that like caves and stuff, but it doesn't feel like you're really like interacting with the, the bad guy team or anything like that as much. Um, there is a really cool villain or uh, like a rival villain that I didn't, cause it's like you start with hop, right? That's his name. Yeah. yeah, like your main rival. And he's fun. Like, he's that kind of like, gotta go, gotta go. Uh, His name is Hop, and he's gotta go, gotta go. Yeah, also, he uh, his starter is Score Bunny, because I picked Sobble. Oh my god. So, he's a guy that, like, has no patience. He's literally the around. worst person ever made. Yeah, his name is Hop, and his starter is a bunny. Fuck him. <laughs> it's great. Um, it's not always a bunny, but in my case, it's a bunny, because it fits. Yeah. Um, but he's that kind of like, you know, Pokemon's been afraid to have like a, like a mean rival ever since Gen 2. Uh, but then they introduce at some point, uh, I don't know how to say the name, Beedy? Like B-E-D-E? I've been saying Betty just because it looks like Betty White. (laughs) Oh yeah, that kind of. Is it a girl? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. Androgynous Betty. Let's just, um... And, like, they are kind of interesting, because it's it's not like, you know, you're from the start of the game rival, and, like, they don't have one of the other starters, it's just, like, someone who is annoyed that you keep getting in their way. And so, like, whenever you run into them, they insult you a few times, you battle, and then when you win, they're like, whatever, I'll see you next time. And, like, that, and I, I, I missed that kind of rival. It's like, there's those kind of cool characters that you interact with. But it doesn't feel like the world like forces you to engage in it as much. Um, and so I see why some people like have blown through the gym challenge and beat the whole game in like 10 hours. But for me, I'm probably at least 10 hours in and only f- at the fourth gym. Because I've spent a lot of time in the wild area and like running around grinding and that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, mileage may vary with this game. Mm-hmm. But one thing I got to complain about is the like just the generally the online element um it's really cool to be able to turn the the online connection on and run around the wild area and see like other actual players running around also it's random you can't like you know party up with people and like go do stuff together but it's still just like it feels alive when like the pokemon are traveling around the wild area and there's other players and like it's neat but uh last night when a friend and i actually tried to like get on together and trade it was impossible because the only ways to do it like you can just do a link trade um which if you're not connected to the internet it'll still do the process like normal but it will only let you do local trading 
and it's not really clear that you're not connected. So, like, there was one point when we had set up... Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to that. Um, the other option is, like, you can set a link code, which is basically... Like, a way more convoluted version of a link cable, like, from the, you know, the old Game Boy days. Um, where you have to set a specific number that the other person you want to trade with also sets as their link code. And then it just searches in the background while you can continue to run around and do stuff. And when it finds someone else with the same code, you can link, you can trade together. Um, so, like I said, it kind of works like the old link cables, except... You're just like holding up your end of the link cable, and you're like, "Hey, hey, who who's compatible with this link cable? Anyone? Hey, who wants this link cable?" <laughs> and like, it just doesn't make sense because the game recognizes your friends list. Like, you can filter uh, like as, as people do things in the wild area, like you know, trigger max raid battles or ask to trade or things like that. It'll like pop up these kind of little cards on your home screen, kind of like a social media feed. Um, and you can search, I think they're called stamps actually, but you can search those by like each category. If you're like just looking for max raids, you can join up on, you can search by those, whatever. But then you can also search friends only. But for some reason, the whole time we were trying to do it, it was not showing each other's stamp on our screens. So like <coughs> we were in a discord call. We knew we had set the same code. And when we weren't running into other people instead, because apparently multiple people come up with the same four-digit codes, um, we were, like, just trying to, you know, pick the stamp, like, waiting for, like, basically, okay, I'm just gonna, like, do a regular link trade, and whenever you see the stamp show up, click on it and do a link trade with me. Because when you set the code, it locks that stamp so that, like, no one else can just, you know, grab the stamp and, and join in that way. Mm. But then when you do a just a regular late trade, it's supposed to pop that stamp up that someone can go in and, like, initiate the trade with them that way. But it just wasn't popping up. So then it was just, like, there's no way unless you just happen to randomly get connected to each other. And it's just a just an awkward, like, backward system. And the only way you'd have to fix it is to be able to just filter requests by friends... So that when, or like, you know, have, have an option where you can only trade with friends or something like that. You don't even have to have it chosen where like you can pick the friend you want to trade with. Because maybe that's too complicated for Game Freak to figure out. But just have it where you can see what friends are open to trading at the moment. And then, you know, pick their stamp. But it just decides, and I think it's like a like a NAT situation probably, where like it's an instanced online experience. So it's like you might just have to keep disconnecting and reconnecting until you end up in the same NAT group. And can actually like, you know, see each other in game. Mm. But it's just, there, there's no indication of who you can actually, like who's going to show up. And the fact that we were in a call together and still took like at least 40 minutes <laughs> to get the trade stuff figured out. Yeah. was just absurd. Like, we could have had multiple random trades in that time, but we were trying to specifically trade with each other. That sucks, man. But, and then I tried to do, uh, I tried to, like, open up a max raid battle and get him to join that with me. But the only option you can do is invite others or don't invite others, which basically means, like, it... 
like it brings in computer players to fill in the rest of your your four player party, <laughs> but invite others opens it up to everyone. <laughs> so I was just hoping that he saw my stamp in time to join, and he didn't. It's so stupid. Three other people popped in, so he didn't get to join me in the max raid when we were on a call together. Oh my god! And of course, you know. The, the the Switch online service or whatever, like the, you know, the voice app isn't supported for Pokemon. So, like, there's not even any way to, like, offload the trade matching on that app. It's only in-game. It's just really bad. Like, I, I, I heard people complaining, like, oh, I'm, I'm fine with Dexit, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but, like... I hate that they got rid of the GTS, like the, the global trade system that was in the uh, 3DS game. Yeah. I think in the DS and 3DS games. Yeah, it was cool. Um, and, like, I... That system was fine. Like, I, you know, never really got super into it or anything. Um, but it worked. Uh, but this I thought was better. Because, like I said, you can see the people out in the wild area with you. Like, it's so much more immersive. But when you actually need to interact with anyone and, like, try to set something up... It's terrible, and I missed the GTS. Like, I understand the complaints now. Yeah. That was baffling to me. <laughs> we finally got, like, we finally found each other. After, I think, like, six different link codes. And multiple disconnects and reconnects. Um, and then just giving up for a while. Because I was like, maybe... Like, I saw that, like, the service was down earlier that day. It was like, maybe it's just, you know, still having, like, connectivity issues. Let's just wait, do our own thing, and come back together. Um... And I don't know if that's what caused it or if it was just like random happenstance that we finally found each other. But yeah. it was the stupid moment of like, you know, we set the code and then we're just like wandering a field. Because like if you get into a battle or, you know, trigger a, a conversation or something, it can throw off your search. Um, so it was just like I was just like running back and forth across a bridge. <laughs> um, and we're, you know, we're having a good conversation. It was fine. But then it was that moment of like, you in? No. You? No. Cool. Let's keep waiting, I guess. It doesn't. It doesn't. It. <sighs> it discourages you. Yeah. From wanting to trade and play with your friends. Right. And he's had some good success with like the surprise tra- surprise trade feature. That still works just fine because it's you know with randoms. Yeah. But it shouldn't be that hard to actually connect with people you want to connect with. Yeah. And I imagine battling's the same way. We haven't tried it yet. But he's going to be down here next weekend for Thanksgiving, so I think we're just going to do it in person. Yeah, like, it's, that sounds like it's be too a hard. Idea. <laughs> um, Damn, dude. But yeah, Pokemon is really good. I'm just super disappointed with that, and I feel like that's the kind of thing they need to patch in more functionality to. Yeah. We'll see. Um, aside from that, I don't think I've played anything, actually. Uh, I spent most of this week editing some uh, travel stuff. Like, I put mm-hmm. out two of the, just kind of the auxiliary videos, like, before getting to the actual travel vlogs. Um, there was one with Thomas, if you want to check that out. we uh, There's a Toronto institution called Uncle Tetsu's that has, like, some really good baked goods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he told us about that place, so we went over there and grabbed some snacks and stuff and tried those out. Um and then I had another one that was, like, just snack taste testing. Like, just various, you know, Canada-exclusive snacks that our friend Magic Zenith uh, stuck around Why for. Why did you get the old Dutch ketchup chips? 
why don't you ask my wife who wanted to save money? She saw I had delays. And we got to the checkout and like there was like a bin of the old Dutch with like different flavors. And she saw the ketchup and the like salt and vinegar or something garbage. Um and they were like two for a dollar. And she wanted the salt and vinegar chips. So she's like, let's just get these ketchup ones. They're the same thing. Yeah, old Dutch don't go with the ketchup chips from them. <laughs> they're yeah. they're kinda like a terrible brand here. Yeah. They definitely didn't taste like ketchup. No. I mean, they don't really taste like ketchup. It's just tangy, you know? Like, it's got the tangy flavor of ketchup. It's not... I don't know. Yeah. Anyways... I am super upset that we can't get all-dressed chips, though. If you could, like, mail those to me or something, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, those all-dressed chips are pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a... Just a lifetime supply box mm-hmm. of... Of all-dressed chips. I guess they'd go bad, though. I guess... We'll I guess they do. But does it matter? Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. Brooke's really, really picky about stale chips. Oh. Yeah. I'll eat stale chips. I don't give a shit. Just... Same. Like, there's a point when they just become chewy and then it's kind of gross. Yeah. But I will eat them long past their freshness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I am working on the actual vlog stuff now. I've almost got the first part done. But they take a lot more time. Uh, my goal, for some reason, I set this goal for myself to get all of this stuff done by, like, the end of the month. Um, I think it's because I haven't put anything else out this month, so I'm like, okay, just focus on the travel stuff. Just get that out, and then, you know, December is another problem. But I don't, I also don't want to rush myself, because then they won't be good. So we'll see. But they're really fun yeah. to put together. And Thomas will be in those, too. That's why I'm shouting him out. Am I? <laughs> The travel stuff? Yeah. Yeah? I don't remember you recording anything other than the than the food. Just, like, general stuff. I mean, I, I had my phone out most of the time. Oh, okay. I wasn't paying attention. I guess not. No, I... You, like, you were posed in, like, pictures and video and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that stuff is what's... Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, so, Ben, what have you been up to? <clears throat> I beat Luigi's Mansion 3. Did you ghost bust? AKA. Yeah, I ghosted all the did ghosts. You bust all Not over all the, the booze. Yeah, I did bust all nice. over the ghosts. All, yeah, all that Luigi all over the ghosts. Mm-hmm. All that Luigi. Ghost? Um, yeah, that game is, the game is super enjoyable, man. Uh, it's not going to be game of the year or anything, but fuck, it was fun to play. Uh, I didn't get everything, like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go boo hunting at all. Like, it, it, apparently there's, like, no point to doing it this time, hmm. which is fine, because I found it arbitrary in, um, the first one and the second one, so I'm glad it says optional. You don't need to do it to progress or anything. Um, I feel like it's only in there just because it was in there in the first two, but either way. Uh, very, very good. Uh, the, the final boss is easy, but, you know, it's, you know, the first two Luigi Mansion bosses, uh, uh against King Boo. We're not that bad. Um, I actually like the boss fight with uh, uh, Helen. I think her name is Helen. The ghost. She's she runs the hotel. She's basically wanting to win the approval of King Boo. And I hope she shows up in like Mario spinoffs, like the tennis games and the uh, and the next Mario Kart. I think she'd be a cool character versus another fucking metal character. We just mentioned um, doesn't seem to get the love in like auxiliary content. King Boo has should. kind of progressed. But... King Boo. He's like the only one. Yeah. 
Uh, but like, go make make Ghost Pup a Polter Pup. That's what his actual name is. Make Polter Pup a playable racer in X Mario Kart. I swear to God, I will pay one hundred twenty dollars for that. It shit. would probably just be Gooey. He, he can't drive. He doesn't have hands. Neither neither can Goomba, and he fucking he's in the fucking game. <laughs> uh, also, give they give sh- babies drivers license in those games. Yeah, don't discriminate against Polter Pup because Polter Pup is the best thing that ha- is the best Mario creation since. Yoshi's Island one. Okay, I said it. Um, uh, but it's, it's just fun. Like I recommend it. Like if you never played Luigi's Mansion game, just play it. Just buy this one. There's like no story. It's fine. You realize it's, Yoshi's it's, Island one wasn't the first appearance of Yoshi, right? But it's the best appearance of Yoshi. Just saying. If you're talking about the yeah. creation of a character, but like it's the best version of him. So it's and can and timeline wise, it is his first appearance. So suck it. Anyways. Uh, yeah, Luigi's Mansion. Black Friday's coming up, so I don't know if it's going to be on sale. It's a Switch game. But if you game. see it on sale... It's a Nintendo game. <laughs> yeah. You never you never know. You never know. I'm just saying. Maybe... maybe you never know. That's what I'm saying. Even if it's not on sale, just buy it. It's really fun. It's really enjoyable. Uh, I thought it was going super quick, because I, I felt like it was blowing through most of the stages. But then I looked at the time. It's about a 15-hour game. And that's going, like, not including, like, going for all the dungeons... Not all dungeons, all the gems, which I, I think I said it before, but I love how each floor has its own gem, and they're all uniquely shaped. So like some are musical notes, some are like they're attuned to the level that they're in. I, I really like that. Uh, I'll probably at some point go and try to get all the uh, all the gems. You don't get anything for it, but just something to do. Um, but yeah, that's that's that was a fun game. Uh, Luigi's Mansion is definitely going to be my top ten games of this year. It's it came out under the radar. But I'm glad it, I'm glad it, I'm glad I enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, also, uh, I played Blaze Cross Tag Battle because yesterday the 2.0 update finally launched. Uh, tip, by the way, if you are interested in purchasing Blaze Cross Tag Battle, uh, you will no longer don't. I think I don't know if it's going to be removed off the Switch uh, s- store, but I know like on Steam. It won't show the regular edition. It'll say Blazer Cross Tag Battle Special Edition. So that's the version you need to search for. Because uh, I kept trying to buy the DLC before I went to work. And it, I was like, why isn't it there? Then I looked it up like, oh, that's why. Uh, I tried out most of the characters. Um, so far, the the ninja from Sega and Kagura, a.k.a. Titty Ninjas, she was fun. They kind of give her like an ice dancer motif. Where like when you keep pressing B, her com her combo string, she kind of dances around like a like a figure skater, and that's really cool to me. Um, uh, I tried the infamous Blitz tank, uh, the the actual tank that's in the game. He is dumb. It's dumb, hilarious, and oh my god! If you are not, it's not a beginner friendly character. That's for sure. Um, he I, I I describe him as he's a command grab character without a command throw. Um, and then since he's a big body with all the problems of being a big body, uh, so he has a laser attack that can go far and wide. If you miss that once, you're getting jumped in and you're getting comboed to death by a skilled player more than likely. He's, but when you start doing him with shit, he's fun and he has a fun assist. So it's just, it's, he's, it's just ridiculous. It's just, it's so much fun. Um, and, uh, I tried a couple of new characters, but so far the titty ninja is so far my favorite. In terms of what she does and her and her aesthetic, and it just reminded me why I fucking love this game, uh, and I hate myself that I don't play it regularly. Um, 
Also, it added a, another story, another part to the story mode. Uh, so that comes with. I don't know if that comes free or if you have to buy the DLC characters to get it. I imagine you have to buy the DLC characters to get access to it since they're playable in there. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that's that's fun. And the other thing, the only thing I've ever played besides that has been Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon Shield. And I, I have to tell the story because I, with the, when we recorded last week, I didn't. I was barely like five minutes into the game. I was this close to choosing um, Sobble. And everybody knows on this podcast, I was Team Sobble, hashtag sad boys, whatever. And for some reason, I don't know what happened to my inner psyche. I saw Score Bunny and I was like, <clears throat> I was like, hmm. And I kept remembering how Pokemon really doesn't do a good job of getting good fire types until like mid late game, but there's always an abundant amount of water types and grass types. So mm-hmm. I was like, and I and I looked back at all my Pokemon history and like I do I do water 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 grass no water grass water grass yeah because Gen Six was uh was um char- the, the little porcupine guy and then last Gen I did water I have never done fire. I have never picked a fire starter. You've never picked as a my, as my pick. Were you talking about Cyndaquil? I, He's Gen two. I picked Totodile. I just said I picked water. No, you said Gen six was the little porcupine, porcupine guy. Gen, no, no, no. Um, well, Chespin. I picked Chespin. Gen six was Chespin. That's, That's not a I picked. porcupine. It's, I, I wasn't thinking. I couldn't remember his What's name. Um, he, he's like a little. Yeah. Uh, either way, but I've never picked fire, and then something inside me just said. What is a chest pin? I'm looking at this thing. I don't understand what this is. It's like a little round football. There you go. I'm not sure. Um, Uh, No, he looks like some kind of monkey with a hat. Leave him alone. (laughs) Um, But the thing thing that made me sad, though, is that, like, so if you pick uh, Score Bunny, like I did, um, uh, Hop will pick Grookey, who I don't like. I don't like Grookey No, he's terrible. I hate that. I've seen this evolution too. Like, they, I'm glad I didn't yeah, pick They Ricky. suck. Um, but uh, one thing that almost made me that made me sad was that Sobble is left mm-hmm. alone, and he looks to his left, he looks to his right, he goes Where forever alone. Go? Yeah, I'm like, oh god, no! I'm sorry, Sobble. <laughs> that happens no matter sorry. who you pick, though. I'll I'll say that it's just it's oh. a great scene, no matter what. Oh my god! I was like, "Why?" But I'm glad um, the champion picks him up. I- I'm really, I'm, I'm really glad he like. Okay, you got a loving home, buddy. Mm-hmm. I'll fight you in the in the final gym battle. Uh, but so far, I really like this game a lot. Um, I love the variety within the first two first couple yeah. of rounds. Like I, I don't think any. I could be hyperbolizing a bit. But most routes in Pokemon games, like here's your bird, here's your bug, and there's some of mm-hmm. that too. Uh, but like you get Yamper really early on. I didn't expect that much. And I love that. Yeah, he was just like shit. sitting on the path. I didn't even know he was catchable because <laughs> he wasn't yeah, in grass or just, anything. He was just like in the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. I think I caught mine in the grass. Uh, I love the bug design in this yeah. one, especially its mid evolution. Uh, I named mine's Hex because it looks like a hexagon. Oh, that bug. Um, There's multiple great bugs. Just oh, okay. Record. I only ran into one. Such thing as a great um, bug. I have. Yeah. I actually. I never really care about bugs, although they've gotten better in recent gens. I have two bugs yeah. in my team, and I'm not sure I'm going to get rid of either of them. Yeah, I love now. Correct. Gossiflor is new. Is new, right? Yeah. 
Okay, because I picked her up. I think mine's is a she, and I loved her. But then I dropped her for uh, the fucking dragon grass dragon, the apple. Yeah, yeah I was like, cause which version I, do you have? By this, uh, I have she. Okay. Um, why are there different versions for evolutions? Uh, do you actually want to know? I mean, at this point, I've seen the final evolution, so like at this point, whatever. Yes, there's version exclusive evolutions. Of that. Okay, that I don't. I don't know what I don't want to know what it's turned into, but I think that's interesting. Yeah, um, I was just wondering which but, version uh, you would end up getting because I have Ultima yeah, and I have Shield. Um, okay, my friend has Sword, so if you ended up wanting the other one, I could get you one. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Um, but uh, so far, uh, I, I love the Fox. I actually, he's the he, him and the Bug were the first two first ones to evolve. I'm bummed um, the Fox is only dark though. Yeah, I kind of wish it would evolve into something else. So it's not a main. It's not going to be a mainstay. No. But like, its um, tail is I, literally a campfire. Why is it not yeah. fire type? <laughs> yeah, dark fire would have been right. Cool. Um, but it's whatever. It, it's it's all right. I already dropped the bird, uh, Rukidi. I kind of uh, wanted to keep great, it. It's great actually, but I dropped it too. Is yeah. <laughs> there's not really as uh, much just... reason for like dedicated water or dedicated flying since there's no HMs anymore. Exactly. Um, so, like, I, I like I dropped it for Gossifleur because, like, well, just put that one in. Um, I'm glad that Punkaboo is in the game. Yeah, like, I, I love that. Cool. I love I love Punkaboo from Gen Six. Uh, although my rule for this game is, and I never ever do it because I I'm a fucking nostalgic bitch. But I always tell myself I'm gonna only capture new mons. I'm or mm-hmm. or I'm gonna only use new yeah. mons. I'm not gonna. Get... I and catch so all far, my I'm favorites, doing it great. But... Yeah. Um, about the wild area. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool at first. Actually, cool. It's still cool in general, just going in there and having full 3D mm-hmm. movement. Although, I wish you had a sprint button. Like, that really annoys me that I don't have a sprint button. Yeah. It's not big, but it's just more of like, I, I want to run through this. You do get a bike. Uh, okay. Um, that's good to know. Uh, but, I, at least from my personal run, I don't see a lot of point staying in there that much. Because I have no interest in doing the raid stuff yet, um, and you can get some so late far... game Pokemon in the raids though. I just got one yeah, that like I was really excited, like I knew it was going to be my final team. No idea when you're supposed to catch it, and I just randomly got it on a max raid. I'm like sweet, I'm going to breed this thing and give it to everyone. <laughs> um, is it a like new new Pokemon yeah. exclusive to Galar? Like it's okay because so far all I I all I just wandered around the. Uh, the wild area, and I only saw old Pokemon, which is fine. I caught a Stuffle. I love that. It's a, it's a mix of both. Like, okay, I've only seen the old school. I've never seen. I haven't seen a new mm-hmm. one yet, so I kind of just gave up. The wild area. I was like, well, I'm just gonna play through the story and just catch. I mean, it's only the silhouettes. Would you know? Well, I, I, I was talking about the ones in the um in the grass. Oh no, the, the max raid battles are like the pillars of light that come out of those like well yeah i haven't done any of those i was talking about that like i found a late game pokemon no no i i haven't done any of those i've only just like kind of walked around the grass and just explored through there and then like i tried to cross the bridge and the guy was like hey you can go in there but like just warning there's high level pokemon Mm -hmm. so i was like well there's no point in going in there at this point yeah Um, because like my first raid battle was a joltik which i was like oh man i love that thing but it's not new i'm not gonna use it yeah, I probably won't do max raid battles. I'll probably just play the route as I'm going and just play play that and see what I catch on the routes itself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but one thing I do love is the gyms. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know if I said this on this podcast before, but forgive me if I have, but 
Uh, like I grew up a sports fan. Like you know, growing up in Texas, it's kind of hard not to, especially the household I lived in. Um, so like the idea of like an like a, a stadium or an arena where like thousands of people are watching you perform slash play has always sort of been in the back of my mind. And like ever since I was a kid, one thing I always wanted was like to see people you fight the gym leaders or not necessarily the gym leaders, but like the elite four. Like, I feel like that should be like a, a big televised event. Like somebody's going to Someone should come up with pyro. Facets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know? Uh, but th- like the op- one, the opening ceremony, I fucking mm-hmm. love that where you get to see all eight gym leaders, their mm. personalities, their types, you know what they're preparing for. It's really cool. Um, and then you are on, you actually get a uniform, um, which I thought was really, really neat. Um, and like, you can choose your own number. I chose number four for one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. Uh, sorry for the football talk, but it's, it's just what I'm relating to. Um, but then when I got to, to, um, Milo, I think this is named the grass gym leader. Um, Mr. <laughs> Mr. I have a child head, but I'm a thick boy. <laughs> uh, like I, I for, first of all, I love the gym challenge. Like that was just that, like I can't wait to do the other ones and see what they what they are. But I love the fact that like all right, and you have to herd these wooloos through to to get to the gym. Do it, and it was just fun. And then you had the traditional, you know, you fight some trainers along the way, which I'm glad that was still in there. So it was like a new a mix of old and new. Um, but but the way the camera like follows you in in like the uh, in the tunnel, and then you walk out, and it it looks like. When you're you're ground level and you see the people in the stadium and you're on the center pitch, uh, as you know our fans in the UK would call it, um, and it's like this is awesome. And I played it. All- the reason why I'm so short is because I'm kind of dedicated to playing as much of this game on my TV as much as possible. Uh, so I'm not playing in a handheld handheld mode as much. Uh, that's kind of changed slightly, but now that Luigi's Mansion's beaten, I have a, a game slot free. So. Uh, but I've officially beaten that gym. Uh, Team Yellow's annoying. Don't like them. They're fine. Um, I th- yeah, they're fine. But I don't like them. And I think that's the point. I've met BD or Betty as I'm, Betty, as I'm calling them. Uh, yeah, like as soon as you meet them, like you just you're a douche. Like what did I like? I, the first thing I said to them was like, "What did I do to you?" I didn't. I'm just here. Like, why? Why are you so mean? Why? So now I can't wait to kick uh, uh, Betty's ass. Um, yeah, like, it's it's just... Like, yeah, it's not perfect. It's not technical and all this other stuff. All, you can go out and find whatever you can nit... You can nitpick this game to death, is what I'm saying. You could do that if you wanted to. But I'm not. I'm enjoying it. Like, I I, I, I love it. I love the new monsters. I, I love I love the cooking, the camping stuff. Oh, my God, I love the camping stuff. Uh, it's so stupid and simple, yet it's fucking adorable. When you call over your yamper and he's skittling on his tiny little legs running towards you. Oh my god. And then you throw the ball and he comes back at you. Oh my god, it's so fucking precious. It's so precious. I love it. And then you can make the curry. The curry's great. I haven't bought too many ingredients, so I haven't experimented with that. But I love that stuff. It's, it's, it's super fun. Um, yeah, like... I kind of want to beat this game though as fast as I can, so I can get back to Dragon Quest Eleven. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I, I'm kind of the same way, so I can get back to Outer Worlds. Yeah. Plus, Jedi Fallen Order in the near future. Yeah. It's too many fucking games. It's too, it's too many fucking games. Um, but yeah, this this is solid so far. You know, uh, again, there's a lot of 
a lot of nitpicks you can do, a lot of other things, whatever. Uh, but I'm not gonna be one of those guys. I'm I'm enjoying what I am. I, I I have good feelings when playing it. But that's all I've played this week. I mean, I played Street Fighter, but nobody wants to hear about that anymore. Um, speaking of Jedi Fallen Order, I've been playing some of that. And um, Justin, can you? What I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil spoil something. Okay, I'm being licked anyway. Bye. Okay, so Ben, guess guess what? Guess what? Uh, okay. <laughs> I did a side quest thing, and like I went to a uh-huh. place where I wasn't supposed to go at the beginning of the game. And mm-hmm. I got to a part where there's like this uh, there's this desk. Uh, and it says mm-hmm. acquire upgrade, so I go up to it. I acquire my upgrade. He starts tinkering with his lightsaber, and all of a sudden he gets a second light, like he gets a dual bladed oh, lightsaber. Sh- nice. So, like, you get to be like fucking Darth Maul. In this game, oh my god, yes, that's not... it's oh. so fucking cool. It's really, it's really powerful too, in like a group of uh, like enemies and stuff. So I've been using that like for most of the fight. And if I need to fight a boss or something, I switch over to the single blade. Oh, so you can just switch manually, like in yeah, like, in game, like you right? can just switch, like you can just put one, like you can just put both of them, or like re- retract it. It's oh, really so fucking cool. It's cool. so cool. Um, yeah, that, like as soon as I found that, I was I was stoked to play the rest of this thing, and. uh... Yeah, I've just been playing through, um, killing stormtroopers, all that good shit. Uh, I got an ability where I can just run straight at a dude, and he'll automatically block all the all the bolts, all the shots. It's pretty cool. Um, I'm just really excited to play more of this. Is my shoulder? What are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have a whole a whole slot to say other than like I'm noticing things like upgrades I'll probably be getting in the future, like double jumps and. Uh, and uh, lightsaber throws and stuff like that, so that'll be pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to play more of this. Like, I've, I've just been fanboying out over this thing because, like, it looks really it looks really good. good. There's like a lot of nitpicky things, like I talked about last week. Um, that like keeps it from being like you know like a ten out of ten or a nine point five or whatever. But this has like been a really good experience for like Star Wars fans. So, yeah, if when I buy my Xbox One S next year and with Game Pass. <laughs> Um, this will probably be one of the few games I buy uh, when it's like twenty bucks yeah. or something, because it, it looks a, like a lot it's really of fun. Cool. All right, uh, how do we get Justin back? Um, I don't know. He, the cat kind of has him okay. strangled. Uh, maybe I'll DM him on on <laughs> Discord. Um, you can just like wave or something whenever you come back. Cool. There you go. I wave. <laughs> All right. I'm not moving though. I'm comfy. All right. Cool. <laughs> um so yeah let's get into the news of the week and you literally s- the only thing you had to talk about was a spoiler pretty much like oh well i did that and i did a couple other stuff while you weren't here oh so you just didn't feel the need to tell me no cool i don't want to spoil Thanks. the game for you <laughs> no i thought you meant like unrelated to the spoiler stuff eh. um so speaking of not wanting to talk about street fighter let's talk about street fighter uh, Street Fighter Five Champion Edition announced. Gil joins the roster next month. Who? So yeah, um, this is this past weekend at uh, the North America Regional Finals, aka NARF. Um, yeah. uh, they had a uh, two tournaments actually, or one open ben, tournament ben, uh, yeah. and one. Does Pinky what? host this? <laughs> what are you From Pinky in the Brain. Oh yeah! This, oh my god! I wasn't even trying. Nerf! To do that. <laughs> Holy shit! Nerf! 
That's how subconscious that shit is, man. You just do it when... The pinky. Oh, the my God. Okay, yeah. Brain, but Narf. Brain, yeah. brain, 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 <laughs> brain, 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 uh, That guy is still doing voice acting, which shout-outs to yeah. him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyways, uh, at the conclusion of the uh, Invitational uh, of the North America Regional Finals, a.k.a. Narf, um, they, uh, Yoshinori Ono, the director of Street Fighter V, basically came out and showed a trailer and... Uh, for a new character, and we had suspected we might be getting a new character, uh, and it turns out it's Gil from Street Fighter Three. Uh, he's the he was the boss. He's the half red and blue dude who had fire and ice, and who would uh, if he had full bar and you beat him with the full bar, he would go resurrection and then whoop your ass. Um, not one of the best Street Fighter bosses. Then again, it's hard to top M Bison, but he has a you mean cool, dictator. He has a dictator. Yeah, for international <laughs> viewers. Um, I, I I want I need to start I want to get in the habit of saying that more, but it's I I have M Bison so ingrained in my head. Um, but uh, he comes along. He's gonna come the day of Capcom Cup or the day after Capcom Cup, uh, or shortly after. Uh, he's also coming with a new stage, uh, which is a really dope stage with like it's like half red, half blue with the uh like this uh cool ta- leaning tower Pisa s thing going on. It's really cool. Um, they shot off his two V triggers. Uh, one of the his V Trigger two is literally called blocking, where it's basically a parry like Street Fighter uh, Street Fighter three. Um, the cool thing about his parry is that uh, most characters have like a five frame startup, uh, meaning you don't really get much off of getting it. Versus Gil, he parries you; he can get something off of it pretty well. Uh, one one thing I was worried about is that when they first showed him off, and by the way, Liam O'Brien is voicing him, and he is godlike is voicing uh, Gil, so. Uh, one thing that uh, I was worried about is that Gil is Yurian's brother, and um, I was worried that they were going to make him very similar, and he's not. He has his own sort of gimmick. Um, there's some similar moves because they're they're from the same sort of Illumin- like secret organization, and they're brothers, so like Ken and Ryu, there's going to be uh, similarities, but there's enough differences, so, you know, it's going to be fun. Um, but also with that, uh, Yoshinori Ono had another announcement after the reveal of Gil, is that coming February, uh, we will be getting Street Fighter V Champion Edition. Uh, now that may sound a little weird to you. I keep saying Championship Edition, by the way, so if I say it on accident, I oh, apologize. Oh yeah, I think I might have said that too. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's like, I'm just like Street Fighter Two Championship Edition. This right. is just called Champion right. Edition. I wish they would have just called it Championship Edition. Might as well, right? It's weird. Yeah, so uh, coming this February, Street Fighter Five Championship Champion. Yeah, I did it again. Uh, Champion Edition is going to be a thing. It's going to be on sale for twenty nine ninety nine, and it's going to have all characters, every single character, forty characters, which means come Capcom Cup, we have one more character to reveal, um, and uh, it's going to come with over two hundred costumes. Not every single costume will be available. Uh, the only ones that won't be available are the ones that are in the fighting chance, uh, fighting chance thing, which is basically the loot box system for Street Fighter Five, uh, which I don't really pay much attention to. Uh, but still, you're, there's still a lot of other costumes that are not in there, um, and you're gonna get like I said, all the characters and everything. But say you're in, and of course, if you already play own Street Fighter Five like me. You do not have to buy Champion Edition. You will upgrade to Champion Edition as normal. Uh, you're going to get the balance updates for free. And then you're also going to be getting... Uh, uh, the new. The big thing about Champion Edition that got a lot of people hyped was everybody's getting a new V-Skill. 
Uh, V-Skill is basically if you press medium punch and medium kick at the same time, every character kind of has a specific special ability they can do, just to like, be brief about it. Um, and for since launch, it's always it's only been the one. And then when they did Arcade Edition, everybody got a second V-Trigger, kind of shook up the meta a bit. And now these new, and they actually showed off some V-Skills, like uh, Chun-Li gets her Hazanshu, uh, Ryu gets another cool parry attack, uh, Ken gets this uh, overhead drop head kick. They haven't shown everybody. They're actually, right now on their Twitter, they're like, at least seemingly every day, they're showing off new V-Skills, uh, the new V-Skills, which is pretty cool. Um, but say, uh, but, say uh, you own Street Fighter Five, or you want to get into Street Fighter Five. You like like you can purchase an upgrade kit, uh, for five dollars off, and if you purchase the upgrade kit for twenty four ninety nine, you will get all the champion edition content, including the costumes and everything, instantly. So if you're someone like me, who even though I've played the game since launch, I only own like three DLC characters. I own most of the stages. But I don't own any of the characters. I don't own any of their costumes. It's like, why buy costumes for characters I don't own, right? So, and also, if you're like a new player, uh, like, by the way, Street Fighter V currently is on sale for 8 bucks, like vanilla version. So even if you buy that version and you buy the upgrade kit, you're going to get everything. So I think that's a fucking steal. Or you can just wait till February and just pay 30 bucks, and even that's a fucking steal. Um, I think it's really cool. Um... But uh, I, but a lot of people, it just got me thinking like this might be the end of Street Fighter Five or the beginning of the end because it kind of feels like this is their like Ultra Street Fighter Four kind of thing to them where like this is everything they're putting everything up on sale. But who knows? Maybe they'll announce a whole season pass at the end of Capcom Cup or they'll announce new characters at Evo next year. I don't know. But uh, it got me definitely excited. The new the new V skills uh, has me definitely excited. Rashid has this one where he could just seemingly jump off the wall. Anywhere he wants, and that just that just has me going nuts as a Rashid main. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing more Street Fighter Five heading into 2020 and beyond. Ben, hi. Yeah, I have a, I have a question. Uh-huh. Um, so this Gil guy, like the yeah. you know the the red and blue looks cool and all. Uh, yeah. What's up with his thong? That's the Illuminati. They wear that's what they wear. Yeah. Even 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 Urian has it. It was his default costume in Street Fighter Three. What's the front look like? Uh, he's packing. Like, actually, cool. if you, I'm not, I'm not lying. Is his if is his look, penis like split half and half, blue and red? Oh too? my god, that's a great it question. Pro- if <laughs> right, it probably isn't some. I've you know I should look up some Gil fan art, and it's probably <laughs> it's probably split. Um, I'd imagine it is. Uh, Urian's not like that. Urian is is the younger brother, so he's not. He's not. He's just all regular. Okay, cool. No so further yeah. questions. Now, who's who's going to be the final character? I don't know. A lot of people think it might be Seth from Street Fighter Four, and that has a lot of people mad. But there's no basis in that confirmation. Nobody likes Seth from Street Fighter Four. Nobody, Nobody likes, likes Seth. Nobody likes. Everyone Seth. always comes Sorry, to the Seth. worst conclusions. Like, I don't want this to happen, but I bet this is going to happen. Why do you immediately well, think that? Be- well, it's because like they put like. The like Gil is in there because he's the Street Fighter Three boss, and the only boss who's not in Street Fighter Five is Seth. Mm. So it's like, and Seth was a nightmare in Street Fighter Four, from my understanding, because he basically has the power of everyone. He's like Shang Tsung on steroids. Um, so just think about that. So I'm hoping it's not Seth. I'm hoping it's somebody cool. 
but we'll see. We got a month, about less than three weeks before the uh, the grand the Super Bowl of Street Fighter Five, which is Capcom Cup 2019. Uh, cool, cool. You want to talk about Guilty Gear now and then your arc stuff after? Uh, let's let's get. I feel like we should get some breather. Okay, fine. I need to stop talking. That's a lot of let's fighting games. Fine, fine, fine. Yeah, let's, let's break it up. <laughs> I figure I just pack all the fighting game news in the one section, but. This game's packing on fighting moves like Gil's packing on dick. No? Alright. You can see Urian's dick in, in Third Strike. Like, it's it's like like that, like how defined Chun-Li's tithes are. You can see Gil's dick. Oh. Like veins at all? Mm. Well, maybe not vein, but you can see it through the cloth. Mm. I know Dudley's you can. Like, you can see it against his pant leg. Um, alright. I'll, we'll break it up then, I guess. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Valve. So, the way I found out about this was that Valve tweeted out that they're excited for Half-Life Alex and the flagship VR game. Uh, and made an announcement, or well, they're going to show more on Thursday at 10 a.m., which already happened. Uh, but apparently this was leaked out from Jeff Keighley, or like an interview he did or something, like the transcripts got oh. leaked out. Um, but anyways, now the full, like, the actual announcement is here. And yeah, Valve now has Half-Life Alex coming out. A new Half-Life game. Uh, full That's length. only in VR. Yeah, well, only in VR. Which, I, I expected the next Half-Life game to be in fully in VR. I didn't expect it to be a regular game. I guess. I mean, like, Valve is all in on VR right now. It seems to be the only games they're producing, that and card games. But, still. Yeah. Uh, so it's set to be released PC based VR headsets March 2020 you can watch the trailer above uh, Half-Life Alex is the first is uh, Valve's first Half-Life game since 2007 uh, game takes place between the events of the first and the second Half-Life games uh, new VR title stars Alex Vance and her father Eli so they work to organize a resistance against the car- combine uh, players will take control of Alex, as just as it was revealed in a report featuring a leak from Half-Life Alex earlier this week. Uh, the, the puzzles, exploration, combat, all that good stuff. Everyone at Valve is excited to be returning to the world of Half-Life, says Valve founder Gabe Newell in a press release. VR has energized us. We've invested a lot of ourselves in technology, but we're also game developers at heart. And to be devoting ourselves to a VR game this ambitious is just as exciting. It's a funny quote because they, they were video game developers. Yeah. <laughs> now it would be like, yeah, we do technology, but like gamers at first. It's like, Remember when we made games? <laughs> we're going to try that again. What I do find cool about this, like I'm not going to play this, just totally honest. But what I do find cool about this is it's on other VR platforms. Like, Valve's always been very open source, like, hey, you know, use our platform or don't, but play our games. Like, we just want to make sure you can play them. Yeah, it says here, the HTC Vive, but also Oculus Quest with a PC link cable and Microsoft's Mixed Reality headset, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I would love to play this, I just, not in the cards for me to buy another VR headset for PC. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a huge Half-Life fan. Uh... So it's 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 like a double edged sword. Like I knew this was coming eventually at some point, but I can't play this now. So uh, just further down the road, I'll have to look into this. 
Um, Half-Life has always been about, like, technology. It hasn't, it, like, there's a story to it and there's, like, lore and stuff. But, like, at its heart, it's always been about, like, furthering the the gaming. The assimilation of man. <laughs> it's always been about furthering, like, the gaming uh, industry. And... That's the title of my biography. Yeah. The assimilation of man into me. Um, apparently Half-Life Alex will support mods, which is pretty cool. That's uh, neat. Imagine all the creepy stuff you could do in VR with Alex. Dicks everywhere. And Alex. <laughs> I remember um, when Half-Life 2 was coming out, like, hearing about, like, an Alex, like, like porn magazine or something. Like, it was really weird. She was in, like, a porn magazine. Weird shit, man. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't understand. Okay. Um. Yeah, it was just like, I remember like being a kid, like, again, it was like 2007 or 6 or something. So I was like 16, 17. It's not a kid. It's a kid. Teenager. Teenagers yeah. are kids. Yeah, I would call. Yeah. I wasn't a kid when I was 16. You were a man. Yeah, kind of had to be. <laughs> okay. Um, for minimum specs, people that are interested, OS Windows 10, uh, processor core i5 or Ryzen 5, memory 12 gigabytes, and graphics GTX 1060 or an RX 580 with 6 gig VRAM. So you gotta have a lot of RAM to run VR games, apparently. Yeah, I'd imagine. Get that RAM. Um, yeah, of course, like the there's gonna be like a lot of pissed off people about this, but like, if you really didn't see the next Half Life thing being a VR thing, I don't know what to say. Right. Where's Half Life Three? Where's him? Yeah, and I don't know. Like, it's weird that this is like the the next Half Life thing is a is an Alex spinoff, basically. That's the, that's like part like taking part between the two games. It's it's so weird. I wonder where like everything else went for like Half Life Three, Episode Three, and all that stuff. They're allergic to three. Yeah, we'll get Portal VR next. That'd be cool. There's um no. What do you mean no? That's good. like just thinking of that making my head is making <laughs> my make head nauseous. There's like some. <laughs> oh, there's like yeah. some um concept games out there that have the same like portal-ness to it in VR. It's pretty cool. Hmm. I, I, I like watching VR stuff. So. I'll probably just watch this, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Although it's, it's hard to record good footage of VR games. It is. Still. But it won't look good. It'll look like a VR game. Yeah. Um... I mean, like, in VR, it'll look good. I'm just saying, like, recording it won't look good. Mm. All right. Ben, take it away with Guilty Gear. Okay. So, uh, along with the NARF this past weekend, there was also the ARC Revo Finals. Oh, the ARC Revo. Okay, uh, which, yeah. Uh, well, it's the same thing. It was announced as the oh, same okay. event. Oh, uh, right. uh, but first off, uh, we finally have a name for Guilty Gear 2020. Uh, it is going to be called Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, and we have a release date for late 2020, which I think surprised a lot of people. 
Uh, I think some people suspected it might have been a, a June release, uh, you know, for getting ready for Evo. But no, this pretty much guarantees it will not be a game at Evo, which means a slot is open. Um, well, we'll see. Uh, also teasing that, they also teased off another character, Doctor Faust, who is one of the original characters from Isn't Guilty Gear. Back then, they yeah, Faust, Faust, whatever, same thing. Uh, it was known as Doctor no. Baghead or something in the first game in the PlayStation Guilty Gear. Um, but he's back in his trailer, very very short, but very very creepy, uh, as Doctor Faust is. Um, uh, yeah, so there's that. Uh, but then also they announced uh, uh, Arc Revo is coming back for another world tour in 2020. Uh, and instead of like this year, this past year they had Blaze Through Central Fiction, Blaze Through Cross Tech Battle, Guilty Gear uh, Rev Two, and I, and I think there was one more. I think Uniclear, uh, Un- uh, Undernight and Birth might have been one of them, but I don't remember. Uh, but coming next year, uh, there's only going to be two games on the Arc Revo World Tour. Uh, it's going to be uh, Blazer Cross Tag Battle, of course, and uh, we're also going to get Arx's other new game, which is uh, Grand Blue Fantasy, which is releasing February of next year. Uh, and they also release some information on the tour events, uh, in addition to um, your, like your typical big of the tournaments that are going to have points. Uh, they're actually going to do something what Tekken does, and Tekken has a system called Dojo Events, where based on how many number of entries show up to your local tournament scene or your local scene, you can earn points at your at your uh, at your local. And so Arc Revo is copying that in the best possible way, in that you're going to have Daredevil events. So based on the size of your scene, your tournament, you can apply for registration and you can earn points. Um, that way, so maybe you can't always get to like combo breaker or a big tournament that within a couple months because it's expensive as fuck to travel. Um, also, they're gonna have online qualifying, which I hope to God it's gonna be rough, especially with Blaze, because that net code is not good. And hopefully, the net code for Grand Blue is good. Um, so yeah, and the uh, the qualifiers, uh, the finals will be uh of late next year so probably right around when guilty gear is going to get ready to release it's also going to be sponsored by side games they all they're the people behind um grand blue fantasy um so yeah there you go it's going to be a good year to be an arxis fan next year because they got a lot of stuff coming out um and uh you know hopefully i hope people go to the go to their locals and increase size so you can be a be a a sizable daredevil event and qualify to fight against the best players in, in japan so there you go. I want to increase my size. <laughs> ben, can you teach me how to increase my size? No, no, no. Just no. <laughs> you sure you don't want to offer him private lessons? No. <laughs> I'll go to the Chun-Li Discord if I want private lessons. Oh, speaking mm. of private lessons, I'm sure Borderlands will want to give you a private lesson. What? I don't know. Moxie. I mean, that Moxie's something, let me tell you. Maybe Moxie will give you a private lesson. There we go. There you go. Uh, Borderlands 3, first DLC campaign announced. Uh, release date revealed a new trailer. I'm just going to let Justin talk about this because he put it in. Uh, I just kind of skimmed it okay. and then looked at Moxie's picture for a while. Okay. Um, but <laughs> the first uh, Borderlands 3 DLC is called Moxie's Heist of the Handsome Jackpot. And it's set to be released on December 19th. It actually sounds kind of cool, like, the way they're still trying to shoehorn Handsome Jack into this, despite him being dead. 
Um, kind of like they did in pre-sequel, although I guess that was like before he was evil, right? He wasn't dead yet. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is a new planet that you will be able to get access to that's got unique casino zones. Uh, I assume similar to like the, the slots in Borderlands 2. And it's basically like, it's a casino in Handsome Jack's name. So it's just as gaudy as he was. Um, but it's a whole new area you explore. And Moxie sends you on a quest there to, uh, I mean, steal from the casino. Like, that, that that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, I kind of looked through some of the pictures from this thing. And it's, I mean, it's very bright and colorful. Like, it looks pretty cool, actually. Um, and Handsome Jack's, like, hologram face is everywhere. So we'll see if maybe the actor comes back for, like, some pickup lines or something. Uh, but this also has, uh, as well as, like, probably some new characters, this has the return of some Hyperion soldiers, which I guess are not in Borderlands 3 otherwise. Um, so just a lot of robot fighting. It also has new cosmetics, customizable items, weapon trinkets, uh, new skin, emotes, and more weapon loot, as always. Uh, it also says... Uh, oh, right now, actually. Uh, Gearbox is making Borderlands 3 free-to-play for a limited time on PS4 and Xbox One from November 21st to 24th if you're interested in checking out the game before the new content is released. I would guess they've noticed some numbers dropping off in this game already, so they're trying to push the user base back. Because uh, I never hear people talk about it. Yeah, my but, clan was all talking about it the day it released, and then after that, it was nothing. Yeah. It did not come out at a good time. Um, I think it came out on its own. Like, I don't remember anything else near it. It was in September. Yeah. With... That's when it starts. I don't... That's when the fall madness starts. I remember everything got out of the way of Borderlands. No, there was other stuff. Like Destiny was supposed to launch, but then it moved to October first. Uh, uh, where? No, that's not helping. Oh my god! So I go to a list of like September twenty nineteen releases, and it's friggin' just an upcoming games list that had cached. Oh, here it is. Okay. Just go to Wikipedia, man. Um, Borderlands 3. Oh, for... This is only PS4. That's stupid. For me, it was uh, Zelda. Came out in September. But there was something else, too. I can't remember. I'm sure the, I'm sure the crossover Quest? of Zelda and Borderlands is very high. Maybe. Dragon Quest Eleven. Come on. Dragon Quest Eleven was also on Switch, though. I thought there was another console thing. No. There was, like, Control was around the area, but, like, that's not really... The Sega Genesis Mini came out. Mm. Yeah, I guess... It, it, we're at least on its own, I t I'm telling you, man. Control was at the end yeah, of August, that's true. Yeah. yeah. It just kind of... Uh, people played it, and they were done with Astral it. Astral Chain, again, on Switch, though. And Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. That's oh yeah, that will that will definitely steal people <laughs> away from it. Uh, Gears Five, that was the other one in September. 
Boom. Oh. What up? Y'all played that game together too. Yeah. And we stopped. How quickly you forget our time together. Oh. I thought that we did more of that in October though. Shh. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying that to cover my ass. Uh, we do need to get back to it though. Yeah. It's there's been too many other games lately. Yep. I'm in- yeah, I knew there was something else. I've been too busy with uh, Destiny. <laughs> You're always too busy with Destiny. <laughs> it's down tonight. It's been down for like 12 hours now. So oh, wow. I played Star Wars today. <laughs> that explains why you were streaming Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. I assume you're not coming in because you don't want to be spoiled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I'll have it soon. The The Xbox Black Friday deals, like at least on the Microsoft website, are supposed to start on Sunday. So I'm going to check those out. And then if they're not as good as like what's in store, I'm going to try in store. But I mean, like online in store, that is. Um, but I'm not going to get out on Black Friday. <laughs> um, yeah, next news story we have is uh, Saints Row. There's a new Saints Row game being revealed in 2020. Didn't they blow Didn't... up the universe last time? Um... Yeah. Okay, I'm not making that up. Okay, good. If I had to guess, like Saints Four, Saints Row Four was like a virtual world, so they could like kind of have the game. Wait, you never of, like... played Saints Row Four? No. Okay. Well, I played a so little bit. I'll tell you what, what the premise of it is. Saints Row Four, they basically blow up the world and get kidnapped by yeah. aliens, and they yeah. get jacked into the Matrix. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it takes place in a virtual world to get around the fact that like the world's exploded and stuff. If I had to guess, Saints Row 5 would be a post-apocalyptic game. If I had to guess, it'd be an alien game. Like a spaceship game. There's like no Earth, right? Oh, like it's on another planet? Yeah, like other planets and stuff, yeah. Far Cry. Because at the end of it, they basically end up taking over the ship from the aliens. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I'm good. I mean, that probably makes more sense, like, for one, in context of the story, obviously. But also, like, where things are headed recently. I think post or the uh, like space games are more popular for parody than uh, apocalypse games. Yeah. Uh, so Coach Media says Saints Row game will be officially announced in 2020. We heard, wait. So they're saying that this game's going to be officially announced in 2020, but they're announcing the announcement of of this. Game. They're saying that there there is a new Saints Row game being made, but they're not ready to show it off yet. Basically. This is just an announcement of an announcement. We heard back in August yeah. that a new Saints Row game is in deep in development for publisher THQ Nordic. After GI Biz broke the, uh, recently spoke to Coach Media, uh, CEO Clemens. I think it's Coke. Whatever. Who cares? Um, you know, to expect more Them. details on the game next year. Yeah, they're the little ones that care, okay? Uh, Saints Row is very close to our hearts and we'll talk about it next year. For the time being, we just wanted to get the word out that it's coming, and it's going to be great. Well, hopefully it's great. See? <laughs> I mean, THQ Nordic really hasn't disappointed yet, despite the jokes I make about them not actually being a game development company and just being a drug front. Agents, agents of Mayhem so, ended up disappointing a lot of people. Was that them? That was the Saints Row people. Yeah, but was that before THQ Nordic bought them? I have no fucking idea. Because that's uh, like Deep Silver or whatever. I don't know. And Deep Silver's made some trash. 
Okay. <laughs> no, Agents of Mayhem was Volition. They were the Saints Row people. I, that's all I know. Volition did make the Saints Row games. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But they were produced by Deep Silver, who THQ Nordic bought. This is too confusing. I'm I'm done with the story. Yeah, it's a lot. (laughs) And then now apparently Coke Media owns THQ Nordic, who owns Deep Silver, who... No. Coke Media was acquired by THQ Nordic two years ago. Oh, acquired. Okay. What else? Friggin' Monopolies, man. I can't keep up. I'm just gonna drink. Yeah. Anyways, Saints Row, either enjoy it or don't. Those are the two options. <laughs> I think it, it like it like Saints Row Four was a good send off. Like it was a good like, hey, remember the old times and like all that all the cool shit that happened throughout the series. I'm like, yeah, it was really cool stuff. That's why I see Saints Row Five being like a reboot. Like there's something totally different. I just I just don't want another Saints Row game. Like I'm done with that series. <laughs> um, something I'm not done with is Xbox and Microsoft. Uh, yeah. Microsoft Scarlet aims to support Microsoft's Play Anywhere scheme. Yay! I don't know why they call it a scheme. Uh, Xbox head <laughs> Phil Spencer has said that Microsoft aims to support its Play Anywhere in the next generation, allowing cross-play, cross-buy, and cross-saves, and achievements across Xbox One, Scarlet, and PC platforms. Yay! It's weird to me that this thing comes out next year and that we don't know the name of it yet. Like, is Xbox Scarlet legit now? I hope it is. There's going to be, there's gonna be a, an announcement or, like, a, an event or something where they're, they'll unveil it. Because you'd think they would have announced it at, you know, XO19. <laughs> Their actual, like, they can, conference. They, they could always just do, like, a, like they did with the Xbox One reel where they just sprung up an event that was not, it didn't exist before. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, they did, like, they usually do this stuff in, like... February, March. I hope they call it Scarlet, though. That's bad. Maybe. Because E3 is too late. Like, the thing comes out next fall. I just hope they don't call it Xbox 2. Agreed. That'd be terrible. (laughs) Oh, Microsoft is to make another transition between Xbox One and Scarlet to be smoother than 360 and Xbox One. Uh, 360 to One shouldn't have been two self-contained silos. We talked about how important digital was going to be this generation, and yet we didn't move the digital purchases that you made on the 360 to the Xbox One. I always thought that was a miss. Uh, Spencer hopes that third-party developers will take inspiration from Play Anywhere. And also the situation is out of Microsoft's hands. We think it's a good thing that third-party games allow more players to play their games, but it's relationships with third parties. Uh, they own their content, uh, he said. Just like some third parties are in Game Pass and some are not. It's their choice. Uh, I really like how open Phil Spencer is about the business side of Microsoft. Yeah, he's like, that's like the the best thing about him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he basically says, like, we screwed up by not making it this way from, with 360 to Xbox One. So we want to fix that now because we want to gain back people's good favor from the terrible Xbox One launch. Like, I was with everyone else when Xbox One launched with, like, this thing is stupid. I, it's This is going to be the end of Microsoft. Like, they're not going to make another game console after this. It was a really bad mistake. And now, it really was. Yeah. And now, it's the end of its life, and, like, I want one. <laughs> like, that's a huge transition. Yeah. 
I think, like, honestly, the whole, like, carrying your library over is the biggest deal about these new yeah, consoles. that's awesome. Like, that's how, the way it should be now, since everything's, like, mm-hmm. digital. There's no real, right. like, physical media restrictions on this stuff anymore. Yeah. Because I really do think between, like, an Xbox One X and a PC, I'll be good for next gen. Yeah. Like, unless they just stop putting... Like, if they, you know, backpedal and all this stuff and stop putting, like, their exclusive on, on PC and, like, stop the, the you know, cross-generational, like, game launches where I can't play the new stuff on Xbox, like, I that's the only reason I would feel the need to get a new one. The, I bet there will be a point where you'll eventually not be able to do that just because of the way hardware is and developers, like, move on. But I don't know. But it's always a matter of, like, just what you're willing to accept. Like, the Switch... You know, it's gotten some ports of games that you wouldn't have expected to see on there. And they are not up to the standard of the other consoles. But if you're willing to accept that, there's still perfectly fine versions of those games. Yeah, and then you'll... It's the same concept. You also have developers, like, do they want to put in the work to make an Xbox One X version? Other than, or... Well, no, it would just be scaling, just like on PC. Yeah, I, it's... I, uh, I, don't, I don't know how it's going to go down. Like, as long as it's it matches the minimum required specs... <laughs> It can run on that system. That's that's the thing. Yeah. And so we're getting to a point where like you don't have to innovate every generation. I guess that's what they're trying because... to solve with their like X Cloud projects or X Cloud stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Which, by the way, you can Which... you can sign up for beta. I tried, but I'm not allowed because I'm Canadian. Oh. Oh, that's racist. <laughs> um, I might actually. That looks kind of cool. Yeah. Yep, uh, and I think that they said that's part of Game Pass, like the subscription for it's part of the Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, that's why I, w- I looked up to see if I could sign up for the beta. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll do that and report back. That'd be cool. Um, because I'm not a dirty Canadian. Damn, that was mean. <laughs> Did you shower and meet after you got home? You're like, I yeah, like stink actually, because travel days are gross. <laughs> um, I'm an honorary Canadian now, though. You have it in your Twitter. Yeah, wow. I do. <laughs> I'll probably get rid of that after Thanksgiving and like go to a, like a, you know, Christmas. No, yeah. just keep it like that forever. So Thomas gets annoyed about it that you haven't changed it in months. Ben, I'm gonna get annoyed. Ben, I hate you so ben, much. It's, it's you. It's fucking June, Ben. Change it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'll... Panzer Dragoon hype, man. Yeah. Fucking no one cares about Panzer Dragoon. <laughs> <laughs> not changing until that game comes out and even then it's going to stay there to at least March uh, alright <laughs> um, yeah that's our last news story for the day uh, Justin where can people find you oh yeah I guess it is uh, you can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch slash Mixer um, I have new internet being installed on Monday, yeah. and I also will hopefully be doing a dual stream with Magic Zenith for a Link to the Past randomizer. Um, it will be a stream regardless. It's just a matter of whether or not I will also be streaming. <laughs> like if there's issues with the new internet being set up or, you know, I still can't stream even with it, which would be upsetting because that's the reason I'm switching out. Um, but I will be on his stream. It just, you won't be able to watch me play. It would just be my commentary with his game, so it's not the same. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're gonna be we're gonna be hanging out Monday night, 
Um, and then I'm going to try to start streaming again with if the new internet works out. So that should be fun. Uh, you can find me at twitter.com slash marvelsiggy where you can find me tweeting at Jeff Keighley and the Video Games Awards asking why isn't Arslan Ash the... Why is Death Stranding winning everything? Well, it's going to win everything. Yeah, it's, right? it's going to be this year's Red Dead. <laughs> um, and you know uh, it's... The game that doesn't yeah, deserve to much, win, you mean? And not, and not because of its merits, it's because he's Kojima's buddy. Um, there you go. Mm-hmm. Calling now. But uh, why Ars? To be fair, though, he doesn't vote. It's the industry. Yeah, but he probably has final. Let's sever. It's it's a war show. It's all it's all fixed anyways. It's a wrestling mm. show. Uh, He's incentivizing the industry. To exactly. Vote. Um, mm. but yeah, you can find me there. I'll probably I tweet a lot of fighting game stuff. Uh, I'm also the personal hype man for Panzer Dragoon. Um, and uh, I I retweet a lot of art. Some of it may or may not include anime TV or not. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can find me, host Thomas, on Twitter, CSG Thomas. Uh, you can also email me, thomasatcharship.com, for any questions and stuff for the show. Uh, I'm also on Twitch, Game Play Stuff. You can join our Discord or the Clan Discord if you visit charshop.com. Leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher. We are also on Spotify. And uh, I think that's it. Until then, guys, enjoy your games. Have a good night. Uh, Postscript, no. also known as PS, uh, Josh Trank, the the director of the 2015 Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four movie, has has put out a review of his own Fantastic Four movie, giving it two stars, <laughs> and that's amazing. End of podcast. <laughs>